And according to 24-7 Sports, Florida now has a top 12 recruiting class for 2023. Here to talk about that is Blake Alderman, who covers Gator football recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Blake, I don't know, you know, and you know how this goes. Uh, it all depends on when some of the recruits make their announcements, but it has been pretty stunning to see the turnaround here. Did you expect this? Uh, partially. You know, I think that whenever you have some of these guys that have made their decisions this past week, a lot of those dates were set already, um, had been announced. Florida was kind of the team to beat for a lot of those guys. You know, a guy like Andy Jean, um, I think, was maybe a little bit more of a surprise, you know, Maybe so more on the timing of his decision and not so much on the pick. You know, that's the guy in Andy Jean that, um, you know, took an official visit in later part of June to Florida, uh, left saying Florida was his leader, at the time was thinking about taking some visits in the fall, um, was a guy on Friday night, you know, after Friday Night Lights, that was one of the last guys in the building for Florida. They had wanted to try to get that one done heading into the visit and were able to. But, you know, some of those guys that, that had, uh, you know, finally went – public for Florida had either been silenced for a while or at least were heavily leaning to Florida. So either way, a good haul for Florida, and they skyrocketed up the ranks, you know, over the last uh, couple days. They're going about 10 spots up. Uh, I, I guess if you look at a class if in, the, in a perfect world, you know, a fan sees a balanced class. I mean, good, good recruits, but are there holes so far here, Blake, in terms of position and recruiting? You know, I think there are some. You know, when I say that there are, you know, obviously Florida's offensive line and defensive line class, I think, is where they need to start to fill those needs the most. And I think that, you know, with offensive line, you've got two guys already in the fold. Defensive line, you've got two guys at the jack linebacker position, which are more of edge rusher guys. I think you're good there, unless you get some kind of cherry on top kind of guy. But true defensive lineman, Florida really only has one guy in the class. So I think that you could say there are some holes there. I think it's more due to the part that there's a huge need in general on the roster, on top of you know some of these guys that Florida's had on the offensive line, defensive line board have picked other schools. You know, not to say there aren't targets still left on the board, but when you look at the class, you know, from top to bottom, linebacker is another spot where they really need to fill some needs. So I think linebacker, offensive line, defensive line. When you look at the class from top to bottom, I think that's where you see the biggest holes. Um, when when Florida gets this. These, these spates of commitments here, does that resonate with other recruits? I think it does. You know, I think momentum is a thing in recruiting, and I think perception is a thing. You know, I think that, uh, you know, you've had a lot of these recruits that say, you know, ballers want to play with ballers. You know, whenever you see some of these top recruits go to, you know, to schools that maybe are a little bit more polarizing, you know, a Trey on Webb type of guy that's in Florida's class now who's very vocal, you know, has been a recruit since very early in his high school career. You know, those are – some of the guys, you know, that whenever you see a team start to get some momentum, guys start to take a closer look. You know, maybe it brings a visit in there or they have just more guys in their ear that, you know, makes the school like, you know, for Florida, for example, become more of a factor, just having more guys in the ear. So I think that, you know, having that type of momentum does help in general because I think, again, recruiting is very much a perception-based thing and it's built on momentum. And if you can keep that momentum and ride it into things, you can still keep that momentum going by, you know, having guys on campus that are around a lot of these commits, you know, seeing these guys pull the trigger that may like Florida, and that may give them a little bit more confidence to go ahead and end things too. A guy that maybe could be on the fence of, do I want to take some visits? Do I want to pull the trigger now? But they see all this momentum built up. And, you know, sometimes you just see guys get caught up on a visit and just say, you know what, man, this is where I want to be. This is what I'm going to do. When you look at the rest of the league, Blake, it's, you know, you know, Florida, according to 24-7, I think that's the 12th uh, ranked recruiting class, but a bunch of SEC schools, and I'm including – Oklahoma and Texas in that 
are ahead of Florida. It's great to be 12th or 10th or whatever it is, but you still have those other SEC schools in front of you. Right, and that's what makes recruiting in the SEC so hard. You know, you can really kill it on the recruiting trail. You could start to get the momentum like Florida does, but when you look at a lot of those schools that are ahead of them as far as rankings go for team rankings, a lot of those teams pop up on Florida's schedule. So um, I think that, you know, continuing to add some of those elite guys and, you know, I was kind of tinkering around with on 24-7 sports, they have something called the class calculator to where you can kind of add names in there, see where the score is, where that would move Florida's class up and down. And from where Florida's at right now at 12, um, the numbers are pretty steady. You know, Florida's going to need to add some elite guys to continue to climb up those rankings. You know, it's easy when you're in the 20s and you add a couple guys, you're going to jump up a lot of spots. When you start to get up there in the top 10s, you know, even adding a couple guys doesn't really move your score that much. So, I think now it's where Florida needs to start. You know, sure, there's some needs you need to fill, but, you know, I think at the same time you need to fill those needs in spots, like I said, linebacker, offensive line, defensive line. But you need to add some of those big fish, you know, the five-star players, top 50, top 100 type players. That's what's going to continue to help your class ranking rise up against some of those teams that are going to be on Florida's roster in the SEC like you're talking about. I'm glad you mentioned that, Blake, because if there was, you know, look, you've seen message boards. You knew – what the criticism was of Napier and his staff early on, you know, couldn't recruit, look, look where Florida's class is. But I think, you know, Florida got its share of four-star guys, even under Mullen. But to your point, sure. isn't the difference going to be landing some of the big fish that the Alabamas and other schools land? Isn't that going to really turn this class around, so to speak? Absolutely. Not only does it turn the class around, but it turns the roster around. You know, Florida's had some guys that, you know, they've added in there. But, you know, it's like in previous coaching staffs, Florida has been able to land some of those big fish, just not enough of them. You know, you you need to continue to build the roster up with talent, not just, you know, it's great landing four-star guys. You know, I'm not trying to downplay that at all. But if you want to continue to compete against those schools that are landing those five-star, top 50, top 100 types of guys in bunches – that's what you need to continue to do. Not only do you need to continue to do that to make your class better from a year-to-year basis as far as if you're going to start ranking these classes, but in general, it's just going to help the roster. It's going to push the roster. You know, you want to continue to not only just build the floor of your class, but you want to rise the ceiling by adding those top-tier guys that are going to push the roster. They're going to come in, and they're going to try to make this roster better. You know, I think whenever you look at Florida in general, you see there's some talent on the roster. There's just not enough of it. I can't remember how many times year in a row I've seen people say, man, Florida starting 11 on offensive defense is pretty good, but where's the depth? And that's what you need to do by adding those top 100, top 50, top five-star guys that we're talking about. That's what's going to continue to build your depth to where if you know you have a guy that you can count on that maybe goes down with an injury or something happens and you need to turn, you, know, you, you don't want it to be a big drop-off. And I think that's where you're going to continue to elevate things by landing those top guys. It's great landing a three-star type of player. And I'm not saying three-star players are bad players. Those guys get developed. They turn into good players. But so do top 100 guys. Top 100 guys are ranked that way for a reason. Develop those guys. Take those guys to the next level. Because, shoot, you get a top 50 guy and you develop him into a big player. Maybe he's playing at a five-star type level. So that's what I think is going to continue to take Florida to the next level, is landing those elite guys in bunches and trying to continue to push this roster under this new coaching staff. Blake, final question for you. By the way, our guest, Blake Alderman, 24-7 Sports, who covers Gator football and college football recruiting. The the big, uh, the elephant in the room, Blake, is NIL and, you know, deals now that these kids 
are looking at. Um, how big a factor do you think that is today in the recruiting of these athletes? I think it's pretty big. You know, I can't sit there and say, you know, I'd be lying if I said that NIL was the driving factor for every kid that lands to school. You know, I think on message boards now, when you see, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Jones that picks, you know, school whatever that maybe was looking at Florida, everyone's quick to say, oh, well, such and such school must have offered a bigger NIL deal. Sometimes that could be the case. Sometimes NIL, I'm not saying it's not a big deal because for some of these kids, it is a huge deal. If it's not the driving factor, it's a factor. Maybe not every kid. You know, I think every kid, just because NIL is still fairly new, I think development, um, relationships with coaches, you know, getting them to the league, you know, close to home, I think those things still matter. But I think for a lot of these guys, NIL is a factor, and I only think it's going to become more and more of a factor as things continue down the road. Do they change the legislation or, you know, whatever there is with NIL down the road that can maybe make it a little bit more controllable to all these schools and put everyone on an even playing field? That's to be seen, but I think for right now where the layout is, I think NIL is a factor for a lot of those guys. Maybe not the driving factor for everybody, but it's just going to continue to become more and more of a thing. Real quick, I just thought of this. There's a possibility that the, uh, the one-time transfer rule is going to be modified. Uh, a, do you think it will be? And B, what, what will that do? to the recruiting landscape <laughs> you know i don't know if it's going to be a, uh, you know something that they that happens um you know the way that it's being thrown out and talked about it certainly seems like it's something that is a very real possibility to happen you know i i don't know that i really like that idea i think that that's just going to continue to make things the wild west you know you've got nil where there's a lot of loose legislation on what you can do what you can't do and i think a lot of coaches in general as far as nil are like, you know, I don't even know what we can do. Like, can we do that? There's just so many questions there. And not only do you have a guy that, you know, has a one-time transfer rule where they can go somewhere and play right away, I think that that's continuing to where your recruiting has to continue whenever you even land guys and have them signed and on your roster. You know, I think that that's just going to continue to make things more like the NFL, so to say, of in college football, of just having to continue to recruit these guys on your roster. If they can transfer all they want, you know, and still be scot-free. I don't like that idea myself. I like the idea of a one-time transfer rule. I think that, you know, sometimes things happen, whether you want to be closer to home, something just doesn't fit, there's a coaching change. You know, there's all sorts of things that can happen to where I like the idea of a one-time transfer rule. I don't like the idea of a bunch of guys having unlimited transfers out there. I just think that that's going to continue to make things like the Wild West to where, you know, if something doesn't work out, and maybe I'm just old school and I just think that, you know, you should buck up and try to figure out and make the best out of things. But to me, I think that if things go wrong, you get adversity, things don't work out for you, you just transfer all you want. I just don't like that idea. Blake, as always, where can people see your work? Yeah, Swamp 24-7. It's a 24-7 sports Florida site. Um, we're excited. You know, a lot of the uh, fallout from Friday Night Lights and Saturday's recruiting cookout will be up there. Um, Everyone who's already on the site, sorry I haven't been on there today. I actually just got done mowing my lawn. It looks like a little jungle out there. My wife is definitely not happy with me. Um, just the last busy week there. So we'll have some content cranking up there. Florida's got media day this week. Fall camp starting up. So football season is upon us, Steve. And, you know, things are going to start picking up on Swamp 24-7. All right, Blake. Always a pleasure to have you, and we'll have you back as, uh, as things merit. Thanks for your time. Thanks a lot for having me on. Yep. Blake Alderman, 24-7 Sports, one of our grads, too.